Hello and welcome back to Speak. I drew the short straw today, so I have to do the fucking intro. Um, <laughs> today we are joined by Sam Neil. Um, when we threw out to all of our vast thousands of listeners um, for questions <laughs> of topics, Sam came up with a clinker of one. So, um, Sam, could you give us a bit of an intro, tell us about yourself and tell us about your question and why it's on your mind? I can, I can. Thank you. Um, so I'm Sam. Uh, I'm a health and safety consultant. Uh, worked in safety for this is the typical safety introduction, isn't it? <laughs> Love uh, it. Worked in safety for X amount of years, 16, 17 years in a multitude of different industries, um, distribution, retail, manufacturing, and and so on and so forth. Um, my question was, how do we measure success? Mm. What, why why that question what's underneath it what bothers you about that so there's two, there's there's kind of two elements to it yeah and the what but but the, because i think when you ask that question you naturally dovetail into how do we measure safety performance mm-hmm. so i wanted to look at it from a slightly different angle in the sense of how do we in in the safety profession yeah measure our success Mm, and it's yeah. and it it's bothered me for a long time and i've never really come across or found a a concrete answer to to that question um and in 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 sort of my my role now as a health and safety consultant i work with a lot of health and safety managers and i can I can see the frustration sometimes yeah. uh, well a lot of the times i'll be brutal, brutally honest and and I have conversations, they turn more coaching and mentoring where they don't think they're doing a good job. Mm. <clears throat> but actually, when you strip it back and you talk to them about what they've done, what they've achieved and over a, over a sustained period of time, you actually go, well, yeah, you've actually done a really good job. Yeah. But it's never really been defined what success looks like to them. And I, I think personally that is a bit of an issue across our profession yeah that's the reason for the question i mean you've got so much juice flowing i'm literally just taking notes now you want to dive in with initial thoughts elisa um yeah because like obviously yeah i would have first gone to that thought of measuring success numbers data all that jazz that's that's where you would automatically go and safety performance type stuff but our success as safety professionals and to have that not tied to those yeah is fucking vague man (laughs) (laughs) oh oh god so i mean i've got i've got i love the the two the two angles isn't it because it's like how how can you have can you have one can you have one without the other? Good question. Oh, oh my God. Well, look, you definitely can't have like fucking really scary stats and be like, I'm great. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it would give you an indication as whether you're doing a big trouble. Well, it should do anyway. Mm. I, I absolutely love this because I think I've always focused on the measure. And actually, I have real challenges and real issues with the way that we measure safety now and what success is. 
And typically I end up really annoying my safety teams with saying all the stuff that we measure is garbage. Like I don't really want to, I don't really want you to talk to me about riddles because that's either Jeff didn't come back to work on Friday or we've snapped a leg. And I kind of, you know, someone's pulled their back and not come back and they've decided to take two weeks off versus a really major injury. It just gets lost. So it's not success whether you've got low um, riddles or not. It could be issues all over the shop or it doesn't tell you if actually the major things are coming down. So I have I major issues over measuring safety performance success mm-hmm. um, and we can dig into that. But that that thing, I, w- I was just writing down there about you as an individual, how do you know you're doing well? And I wrote down stakeholders, harm, and then things happening without you being there. They were the sort of three things that were on my mind and the harm bit and reducing harm feels like that as a professional, that's what we should be aiming to do, right? Underpinned by compliance, fine. But what we're really here to do is make sure everyone gets home. That's the kind of nature of our profession and and what we're all kind of aiming for. How do we make it better? But it only really matters if people are starting to do things differently. We've only really had a great impact. There's only really success in our work if we don't have to be stood there for the safe safer action to happen if we are literally watching workers make decisions that are great for them when nobody is looking that's great and if that's what's adding if if that's what's feeding into like reduced harm stats that's great but the individual thing I was just thinking one of the things I always always take a proper run-up to because I focus so much on harm is great stakeholder management like as a professional you need to take your whole organization with you every Mm. tier every level and really pinpoint those that have mass influence because they need to influence and care about what you care about so if you've got none of that right you're sort of crap I think um but yeah I mean that's just I mean it's just like flowing thoughts any like jump in at any point because this is really intriguing me I still like have we we still kind of I suppose haven't split it out of like personal yeah. is it personal success and like career progression yeah are we talking about measuring it that way versus the success of the you outcomes you're achieving and then you as in the profession so the measuring success in safety working in mm-hmm. safety what does that look like and then yeah. measuring success as you as a safety professional are yeah. they your two yeah yeah yeah, and I think and, and the, the the challenge that that you've got is that are they are they intertwined? Are they mutually exclusive? Are uh, you know if if I've been in situations where I've been tasked with, you know, we want to we want to change the culture. Um, okay, great. What do you want? You know, we want an open and honest, transparent. We want people to report things. Great, cool. That's what we work on. Six months later, Sam, the accidents that's gone up. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. You've, yeah, you've you're reporting now. <laughs> You just you just asked us, oh no no no, we don't want you to do that anymore. Well, okay, what does what what does success look like for me as as in, in in this in this role or in this capacity as a health and safety manager, head of safety, health and safety director? What does what does the set success look like for me as as an individual? Yeah. Um, and the 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 the, the, the one of the individuals I, I sort of referenced earlier. You know, he. Um, I, I've been doing some work with his with his company. We did some um, continuous improvement reviews last year, and we're going to do sort of a rolling program over the next couple of years. And there were quite a few quite a few things that that flagged up. And um, he 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 just he was like, "That's great, cool." 
and he and he and he just looked at it completely positively and and kind of said, well, that's a bit of a win for me. And I, I was, you know, I was like, okay, why? Well, because I those are the things that I've been flagging in my in my capacity and my role, and that's going to support me now to to kind of affect change and do things differently. But he was also kind of a bit despondent because it was like you know more stuff that he's got got to add to his plate. And we had a little bit of conversation around what does success look like look like for him. And I said, every time we go out on site, everyone is shouting your name, coming over. Hey, doing? You know, this is the problem. Thanks for sorting that out last week. We need to look at this next week because we've got X, Y, and Z coming in, and we need to do a risk assessment. I was like, that's your success. Yeah. Don't worry about the continuous improvement reviews. You know, we'll, we'll kind of deal with that. But the yeah. fact that you've got this amazing relationship with the people that are interacting with that risk on a daily basis and they're willing to come and tell you things and be upfront and honest yeah. that that is your success yes and he kind of stepped back and was like hmm, okay but that's that's not always naturally defined yeah uh, or measurable in fact yeah 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 you know at the end of the year when someone gives you an, uh, you know your performance review or an appraisal you know how have you done this year well accents free roof but everyone says hello to me yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The actual, the actual traditional me- measures are looking gnarly yeah. as, but that's because yeah. everyone is genuinely feeling safe to say, yeah, did this yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm. I find it's always the, the bit where everyone gets bum clenchy when you say, right, we can do this and we can step forward, but for the next 18 months, you're going to see stuff that you're not comfortable with. What you have to understand is nothing's getting worse. You're seeing reality. Um, and actually just means that we're bringing that to the door. So it, it's uh, it's an interesting one. I, I think you you fell on um, a phrase that I think is where all of this starts, whether you're talking about in a personal capacity or changing safety or progressing safety. It's defining your measure of success. Um, mm. And I just did this uh, presentation at work about transformation. I was just like, well, it's three steps for me. But the first two are, 100% is define your version of success. And if you're working with an organization to help them, you're also saying to them, what's success for you? Like, what does that look like? Forget the measure, forget whether it exists or doesn't. Like, what does what does success look like? And I think probably one of the things that I've never really done is look at success as an individual. What does that look like? Because mm-hmm. we have these like predetermined paths, don't we? Tech memberships chartered fellow and is that supposed to be success but what is it for you I think is a great question it's sometimes much easier to define in the work sense what success looks like but the individual ones probably a bit of a deep seeking so definitely a personal sit down and reflect moment I reckon defining your own version of success yeah 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 I think that's I I think there's there's very much a personal sort of attachment to it and I don't think there's a right or wrong there's Mm. a right or wrong answer I think the challenge comes when your personal your personal belief or your personal opinions of your success doesn't necessarily align to that of what the company thinks success looks like for you in that in that particular role and 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 I think we I think we butt heads in that particular space because we get unfairly tarnished with that lost time frequency rate you know that is your measure of success and, and I've been there and I've, and I've done it and I've and I've you know I'm, I'm honest to say that it's been 
part of my team's sort of approaches to reduce the lost time frequency rate over the next 12 months. Is that really the safety team's measure to to own for their success? Yeah. No. And can it even, I think, and as well, if you if you came from a standpoint to say if you're defining success, it should be something you can celebrate, truly celebrate. Um, when we look at the things that we measure now, when you look down them, how many times has that been in any room ever? And someone's gone, yes, like winning. This is a celebration moment. Great things are happening. Like we don't celebrate. And I think that's because we properly <laughs> measure too much. And we also overshare, I think, information at too many levels. Um, I think really big and punchy. What really are the top level measures? We've, we say KPI all the time, don't we? Yeah. But no one actually says the first thing is key. But you can have indicators everywhere, but we just want to see the key ones. And then every layer in your team gets to be the custodian and toe owner of their next level down, that precursor to the big ones. And it also allows people to feel accountable for the journey and feeding into the big picture. So, yeah, I think the over, you know, those safety reports that have got 12 pages of appendices of all the different charts and like, like please, please put them away. Like, we don't need those. That's not success. But, um, that's, but that's how we measure our success, is it not? And, that, and I think that's the, that's the problem. And I guess the... The reasoning behind the question is mm-hmm. there's got to be a better way of doing it yeah yeah but then like businesses so- then also need to change their frame of reference of what success is because even if you look at a job description we'll say on an ad for a safety professional it is all that usual fucking really dry shit and there's never like oh go out and like to have brilliant conversations, create great relationships, make connections between different parts of the business, you know, all this kind of stuff is not on there. And if you ask someone, if you're in an interview and you ask somebody like, well, what, like, what does success, what does a successful person in this role look like? Or what will they have done for you to be like, wow, that's amazing. They'll just fall back on that usual LTI type stat. And then it's, like I suppose personally we are so linked to that yeah and we're linked to the business's idea of what success is it becomes our own idea of success I think it's so ingrained in our profession now that it, it for me I don't think it can be separated and as much as we go safety is not my response like it's like the safety of the entire organization is not my personal responsibility and people get fucking squeamish about that and they don't like to hear it where you go safety isn't the safety manager's job but like it's not but like (laughs) break it to you guys (laughs) but like people can't get away from that and i don't think like it's hard even when when an event happens and like i was uh talking to a safety manager two weeks ago and we were actually we were in a, a kind of a learning teams environment and they were describing this event and you could see they were taking, like, they were like, there was this level of personal attachment to it of like a sense of personal failure almost. You're going to go, fuck, that's, that's tough to be carrying that around. Yeah. And it's not sustainable for people to carry that level of, I suppose, pressure on themselves. But if you go, oh, there's, 
an incident where somebody gets seriously harmed and, and then I therefore have failed as a professional, as a person. Mm. It's fucking deep. And yeah. it's hard to separate us from it. I think the... <clears throat> Really interesting. I started a, a a pretty good debate about this defining success thing a couple of weeks ago, and it wasn't safety. So I was saying about what I do in safety, but to a massive team of people that were not safety professionals. So it's really interesting just to see how it. My favorite kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> offense. Um. So, and what I was saying is, for defining success for me, there's there's three questions, and one is, what is your definition of success but not for you as a person but in a professional sense so for safety what is the definition of success and I did put on the slide I remember put hashtag not about you this can't be the you show this is a professional question what is safety's version of success question number two is what is the business and not in a safety context what is the business's version of success okay and then do they overlap do they feed each other can they help each other and if you start there, it's so interesting to say, okay, so typically for safety, the measure of success, and this is my reflection of our profession because everybody's really different, is reducing harm, getting people home. That's 100% what I think our profession's about. That's my view of our professional success. Um, the business measure, typically the business is trying to ensure that it is being cost-effective, it's being productive, um, and it's like you know meeting all of its goals or whatever. Do they overlap? 100%. Tell me where ripping harm out of your organization isn't going to save you money, put people back on your floors, give you time back, reduce your cost of repairs, you know, reduce, replace equipment or damage to buildings. Tell me where safety is an absolute core to business success when you look at them that starkly. So if you start with professional success, business success overlaps, my next bit is then, well, how do you measure those and what are those? And again, not using any any of the pre-existing reports. And typically one of the things that I enjoy doing is doing this without ever looking at a safety report or a business. I don't want to know what you already do. I want the clean head version. And sometimes they really massively overlap. And your versions of success, you can translate into business measures and you can talk in a business's language to say, Here's how I'm helping you. Well done for really getting involved in this, guys, because you, by crushing harm, have put this amount of time back into your business or reduced all of your, you know, your costs or claims or whatever by this much money. And it's such a stimulating conversation because the business are like, we're winning. And you as a professional are, we're winning. Mm. Um, and I think that's my my favorite, my kind of favorite process, really. But yeah just just to go and you see one of the things you said in there was quite interesting around um and I, I don't disagree with you at all really that um you know our one of our successes is to get you know remove harm get people yeah. home if we don't do that have we yeah. failed? Uh, I, I mean i'm speaking from my heart here i think if we are not tackling harm i would say what are we doing that would be all, I think all the things, all the other things we do, the stakeholder management, the learning businesses where it's so that we can communicate better. We can get more people on board because the one thing you cannot do is you can't build Rome alone, right? You absolutely need people on board. So, 
um I would definitely yeah I mean that for me and again that's just my thing if I wasn't tackling harm effectively and that's not statistically I mean genuinely forget let's say all the stats are perfect and they show you you really are getting pe more people home than were going home before for me that's what I'm here for but what's your have you what's your feeling if you're not doing that are you doing a great job uh, and, and this is the bit where I get stuck yeah this is the bit that I really I, I, I find I have this sort of internal battle because I see I see and I work with safety um, professionals who are doing an amazing job yeah. but they take and they will take um that harm or that not people's not sending people home in one piece very personally yeah. um, i've seen safety managers in tears because of a particular incident or injury um that, that, that they've had on site and they've taken it you know it's my fault i've not done enough and, and i can't i can't help but think there's part of me that says you don't own that that that's not your failure if you've done everything that you can do yeah to to reduce that risk and I, and I think it's this space that I struggle with go on Elisa go on. I could <laughs> could see it like it's just because I was thinking the same thing earlier of like oh you know fuck somebody's somebody's hurting it's all my fault so then the flip side are you so fucking amazing that if there's no incidents that's all you like is yeah. that you know and and there are safety people out there with that ego hero complex makes people a bit sick that does oh my god it gives me the fucking ick i used to work <laughs> with this guy and he was like for saving lives Lisa, for saving lives. i was like will you calm the fuck down like you're yeah. not running out of burning buildings like calm down yeah but um and to like yes in the big picture stuff yes we are but like just you're doing manual handling training all right just relax yeah <laughs> sit down bob just Take, take it all the way down but uh so yeah but it's that thing of if you're owning it completely as in like oh something's gone wrong that's all my fault do you then claim all the success as well and i don't think we can ever ever do that because any of the success that happens is from like the people doing the work 100 percent. yes either because of or in spite of the systems so yeah i just find that that really interesting I think it's interesting as you defined it there, Sam, I was thinking that I feel like the question that you posed and then the feeling from it were like the really interesting, the other side of the coin, which is like, is harm what we're here for? If we're not doing that, is it success? But it felt like what you were saying is if it goes wrong, does that mean you didn't do your job? Yes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I 100% have to say that it's it can't be the same as success is not about you as an individual which is why in the process I tend to take business through it's not you right it can't be you the same as you can't control everybody's debt and I always use this example right until you can control the weather until you can control people having babies and having fatigue rowing with their wife until you control all those elements you will never be able to control harm what you can do is really learn as much as you can influence get close to the operation so systems are as realistic as possible and create opportunities to make great decisions you can't be everywhere you can't influence everybody and actually i've met some people that just plain old don't give a monkeys about anything that you might have designed even if it was with their best colleague ever they just don't want to play and 
that's not the fault of any safety person unless it's a bob that's like we've met them we've met them right they're just like because i am amazing at this this is we are i'm just brilliant and we're going to change the world it's like no bob this is my calling okay this is all right. <laughs> it's actually a vocation i'm like okay bob not all heroes wear capes relax <laughs> no! <laughs> they wear a safety badge like no, no. i've got on a mug somewhere <laughs> no shall i get you one for christmas yeah do it do it i want one i, I am the one. hero and i don't wear a cape troll <laughs> me with I a safety think... mug <laughs> I tell you what, though, it breaks my heart that anyone could see something major and think it's them like that was that's just... yeah 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 and it's um and, and this is the this is why i i'm i'm sort of really interested and i said you know at the beginning I've, I've never really found the right answer because i haven't i'm, yeah. I'm you know br- I'm brutally honest and I, and I get asked quite a lot by by people that I work with, you know, what is success like? What should we be measuring? What, 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 how do, what should I report to the board? And nine times out of ten, I just go, do you want the standard stuff or should we look outside the box a little bit and see what else we can do? And their board will go for the standard stuff. Mm, yeah. Do you know, I think if you do that first part, that business success part and professional mm. success part really well, it's quite interesting that I will only ever really talk to boards about, um, four things that are reactive and two things that are proactive but the proactive the side there's so standard stuff like hazard reporting near misreporting fine and it's nothing that and i've made these up myself right and i've made (laughs) made safety teams and two organizations recrunch all data get your pens out (laughs) pens out she's about to drop them here we go um so i the top three things uh and (laughs) my honestly my teams want to punch me so badly because I will put all of the stats out and just say, tell me where you're like, this tells me a great thing that happened or didn't happen. There's, it, It's never. So fatality, obviously, measure. Need to really dig underneath all of those. And then the two that I have uh, created myself, which is um, life-changing injuries, which is um, changes to your body mobility or ability in any way. So this includes Jeff lost a fingertip, or had like reconstructive surgery in his hand or has lost an eye, whatever it is, mobility, ability, um, and changes to permanent changes to body and then life. Uh, so life-changing injuries and then MRIs. So major recoverable injuries, snapped bones, high trauma. Yes. You will walk again. Yes. You will regain the function of your arm, but the trauma is huge. So I focus on those for fatalities, MRI, uh, LCI, and the reason I do that is they're the things that really hurt um, and they're the things that will change people's life from a psychological perspective and a fig- physical f- perspective. And they are also the ones, if I hark right back to business success, they're the ones that will probably end in claims. Mm-hmm. They will end up with long-term sick. They will end up probably with people with psychological issues, having witnessed it or been involved, all those sorts of things. And they are the ones, not only do I only talk to the boards about those, but they're the ones that have the hyper-focus from my team. They are the ones that like, if you have a very skilled safety team that are skilled in root cause analysis, you get into those. That's it. Total focus. And when we find that root cause, it is removed wholesale, not just one local. It's all. And the measure that I have in the middle that is the bridge gap between like the traditional, the business measure and the safety is LTI, bizarrely. Everyone hates that. 
But what I try and say to organizations is that's the time I've given back to you. If you see that coming down because we're focusing on these top three, this is just a demonstration of what I've given back or what the team have given back or what the local teams have given back. They never really want to quantify the minutes or the hours. They're just like, this This is a good indication because it's an indicator, right? It generates great convo, a proper small pool of things to really dig into and understand and really decent root causes to go after. And them going up or down is not success or failure. It's it's having an insight and actually having ability to go after something. So, yeah. And then all the traditional stuff, you know, gets different parts or lines of the team or different parts of the business can own these things and really go after them. But if I really want to know what's going on, I want to know the high trauma, high impact events. Mm. So, I mean, so I do it a little bit differently, um, but I really enjoy the conversation, the stimulation around them. And when you hear my last organization, I sat in a boardroom after about six months of changing these stats and I heard somebody say, is that an LCI? Yeah. I love when that happens. When you hear somebody use the language you've been using. And then followed it up with, have we changed somebody's life? And I was like, and we get it. Have we changed somebody's life? Well done. You're just like, everyone's here. Everyone's come. And bizarrely, you can't measure that. But that felt like a a professional success, right? I've got a CEO saying, have we just changed somebody's life? Like, great conversation. Let's talk about that. Like, so, yeah. I just, just throwing it that, out. That happened to me. That happened to me once before. I ended up doing a fucking little like Ella happy dance outside <laughs> the boardroom when I heard the director going like, "Yeah, but like, did we set him up for success?" I was like, "Fucking yes!" And I had been using that phrase for like six months. Every like literally every second, second I was like, "Set him up for success, guys!" Success, 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 success. And they were like, "What the fuck is this one rabbiting on about?" And then they started saying it themselves, and I was like, "Yes, yeah." Win. That's, that's a little success moment, isn't it? Those, those, yeah. Those are the little wins that probably mean more than the big wins. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Without a doubt. And just Crystal, those those things that you the the stats and the the, the information that you use to talk to the boards. Do mm-hmm. you is that to to provide a bit of context? I guess is that to measure success or is that to monitor? Hmm, that's probably not the best way of asking that question. Do you would you measure the success of your team based on those statistics? Interestingly, no. Um, for okay. me, it's an awareness of our impact as so. And I need to talk like broadly in working with any organisation. The reason I would talk about those is to bring awareness to that board that this is the real impact that we have, um, and it's to stimulate a when it's gone wrong, you now understand how it links to your business success. So you're now thinking these are really terrible events to happen. Them going up massively, let's say, it would be a something's really going wrong. We need real focus. Them yep. coming down, I know that there would be real comfort by organizations. So these are really great. These are coming down. This is not something I would be like, well done, guys. Mm. It would be, see, one of the things I talk to my team about now is, um, how many root causes we've removed, for example, really great, uh, really great investigations. And we find a really gnarly root cause that's present in multiple locations. That like for that. me, fantastic. Like that. Um, 
And so, you know, one of my team said to me recently, like in the last eight months, we've removed like 78 root causes from multiple sites. That's a that's a bells and whistles moment. That's like that's, a yes. That's yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's nice. a great way of measuring success. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that would be uh that would be what I would celebrate. <laughs> yeah. So how do you sorry, I'm just throwing loads of questions at you. Um, that's what we're here for. <laughs> good. Um how do you measure and I, I, I appreciate you you probably won't be able to go into specific details because of confidentiality and stuff like that, but how do you measure your team's success? Hmm. So there'll be, sa- there'll be safety professionals, right, in, in within your team. Yeah. Um, and obviously you report on the statistics because yeah. the board needs to know that and that drives good conversations which affects change. Yeah. You're obviously in a, in a, in a position where you've got safety professionals working for you. What does their success like look like to you? Yeah. So I think for me, it's always very, very bespoke um, in terms of what their remit is, what their capability is, what they can affect. Um, And there is always going to be drop in harm, but not, you know, typically you'd measure your teams on like reduction LTIs, reduction in the loss time frequency, but I don't do any of that. Never have done. Don't like it. But those top measures um it's i'm just trying to i'm trying to think obviously sensitively about what i'm saying yeah. as well so probably yeah. going to push back to an old an old yeah, old. yeah cuz like yeah. they're li- they're going to listen yeah. and be like can't fucking believe she said this yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll, go, I'll go back to previous employee employment <laughs> and what i tend to do whenever i structure my teams purposefully is i give people um full accountability for a specific area like this is you so you can own it end to end and you can really feel like you have license to go after it so it's really important to me never to have blurred edges um and in one of my previous organizations I had let's say um a head of like transport and for me it would be the measure would be something quite specific like reduction in incidents per million miles traveled so let's just say really traditional metric when we sit down about that The interesting thing at the end of that year is, let's say that that went off the scale, massive. Did that individual, did she fail? Well, what's the context? What's happened? You know, what changed? And actually, especially over COVID and things like that, loads of things changed on the road. Even the license agreements, if you would drive things like HDVs, they all changed. We removed license uh, conditions for reversing HDVs, blah, blah. What's the context? Because A, I would really celebrate her if it all dropped, but I would want to know how she affected that or whether the business was just fantastic and the employees were just doing great. And the same as if it goes Pete Tong, like what's actually happened then? Because again, it can't just immediately be the fault or the success of the individual, the context matters. So I think there are definitely traditional measures. I like to see... Um, I like to see claims come down, but I also like to see things like defensibility. How are we skilling individual locations to really understand how to build a pack? If something goes wrong, do they understand how to really take care of themselves and actually take care of their area and say, actually, I know this is the evidence that I need. So I I will also target things like defensibility. And that's not one person making us more defensible. It's really arming a local location and a manager to say, I actually know how to take care of me when it goes wrong. Um, so stuff like that I would measure and is uh, 
you know a measure of success for for me that's it's, it's interesting that like when you're talking about that of like oh defensibility or 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 whatever it is but like it's that thing of response matters. And we talk about in leadership of like your response matters. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually a great way of measuring for a safety professional, if you've safety people on your team of how they respond. So their stats are going up. How are they responding? Incidents are happening. How are they responding? How are they supporting their teams? That kind of stuff is, um, yeah, it's really cool. I really like that. I, I quite like an arbitrary financial um measure and this is this this, go with it (laughs) go with me on this but to say to say we as a profession have overcomplicated safety is an understatement right too much paper too much process too much everything it's just garbage after garbage most places and you're like how do we find the great in here and how do we shrink it right back to its essentials for the organization the people doing the job working at the sharp end who are very busy so i will very, very often throw a chunky uh, financial measure, like a measure of success is ripping X amount of money out of how, you know, making it cheaper basically to do safety, whether you measure it in time or cash or whatever. But I never give anybody a thing to aim for, like just your own license. You know your area, you know your people, you know your policies. When we get to the end of the year, come play. And I always make it like a cross thing for the team. Everybody will feed into like a joint file and they'll put their successes in. The things that would stagger you, that people, once they understand, why is this success and why are we doing this? Well, it's a business success because it's financial. Brilliant. But actually, we can't do safety great for the organization unless we're doing it simply. So defining success for a profession and for us, for me, one of the things for safety is simple safety. Are we just doing it really punchy? Does it really take care of people? Matt, the things people find to rip up and, and like stuff that usually just stick a date on and you'll just like yeah that's fine a 50 page risk assessment yeah we'll stick a date on so like, oh well actually hold on how many of these are we doing how long do they take who has to read them sign and revise them do we need 50 pages and the things people will go after and generate savings from it's a lovely thing for the organization to see and it gets people really pumped and it changes the reputation of safety from a no to a they're really showing up for us as a business unit. Mm, yeah. And then the team are like, I'm I'm doing great things. I'm making it simpler. I'm saying I'm a team player and I'm helping the business. And it's it really swells passion. And you get savings coming out of all sorts of places. And never have I ever yet gone, oh, what did you what did you change that for? <laughs> like somebody Put it back. Like, we don't, back. <laughs> we don't need safety equipment in that factory <laughs> and we've thrown it all away. Like we've never done that or we don't need mm. to do like our maintenance work or whatever. Like never have I had a, like a crazy one, but really, really great things like rationalizing cleaning products, for example. Why have we got 57 versions of the truth? And actually we just need to make it really simple for people. Oh, we've accidentally saved tens of thousands of pounds brilliant Mm. so yeah I just like the give people something to go after that they can go grip go find in the context of their own role Mm -hmm. it's it's really fun actually (laughs) sound well nerdy that's really fun but (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's empowering isn't it and I think once you give once you give um, people the ability to kind of own their own success that they will shake that and, and just go for it um, and they know more than you right that's the whole yeah, thing yeah, about a yeah. team yeah yeah and I, the more we talk about this and, and 
the point that Elisa made earlier was was great, brilliant actually. That sometimes it's about how people respond, so it's not necessarily about the quantitative and the figures and the data. Yeah, you know, that will do what it will do, but it's how you as a professional respond to that. So and then it kind of leans into that qualitative kind of space of what you've done to 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 you know lean into whatever's going on. Yeah. Um, and actually is a lot of our success in the safety professional about sort of hearts and minds and how you make people feel on what you do in, and how you interact and engage and, and all that kind of stuff. So it is difficult to measure because there is sort of no measure there, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I was just having a thought as you were talking there, and I know we're sort of coming to the end of our, our time, that... I wonder whether the real the real success for our profession and the reason it's so hard to define is because really if we're doing a great job what we've done is make the safety of people that work for our organizations matter to other people yeah. and you can't measure that but yeah. the more people care the more people watching the more people advocating and saying oh that doesn't look that, that I don't really understand what you're doing but that doesn't look safe and they're not a safety professional you can't measure it, but damn, you can feel that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. So it's a yeah. yeah. Is it is it a feeling? Yeah. It kind of it, it reminds me of this thing of like where you could be succeeding right in making great changes and and implementing great systems and all the rest, but uh, what I notice with a lot of safety professionals, there are some who have the fucking X factor, right? They have that something. Mm. that everyone just gets on with them loves to see them come and have the crack have the man all the rest make change and they're all about like driving culture change whatever you want to call it but but they leave they move on they get plucked up they move on to the next place and the arse falls out of it yeah and then it's like fuck then how successful were you if it can't stand up without you yeah and i think there are so many businesses where the safety is fantastic, but the minute that superstar goes, the arse falls out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's back to how successful were you? If, if you can't make it sustain without you Ooh. and it's not systemized, then oh, I love it. Oh, and you know, we've got, it's time you... to start gathering our thoughts and wrapping it up, you know? So there, there is a phrase that you've made me think about and it's but it's it's really sat with me i only heard it about two months ago and i've used it twice already um and it's you're not a leader until you've created a leader that can create another leader and i think that's what you're talking about isn't it like the the leader should be able to go and you should have created so many other leaders and tying back to that version of success have you made it matter to everybody else so much so that they just breathe this stuff and it just it you know all B- BP was like famous for ages, wasn't it? About having like this amazing safety culture and hold the handrail and no thing was too small. I, I don't know the safety leader there and I'm sure they've had plenty of turnaround of safety leaders. And yet, and I'm not saying it's the great culture or the right culture, but the standard's always been very high and it doesn't seem to be attached to any one person. It seems to be attached to the business. So, um, what they're happy to watch the world burn. So anyway, I'm sorry, can't, I, can't help it. <laughs> But I, I, I think it's, yeah, it's, I, I, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe the measure of success, the reason it's so difficult to land on 
is because it's about making it truly matter in a generative sense. So that mm. it just keeps going to others and especially to those that are not safety professionals. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What a magic. Well, Sam, I have to say it, it was a fantastic question and I love the framing of it as well to really get the juices flowing on traditional, but also individual. I'm going to go and have a reflect about what I think success is for me actually <laughs> after this. Um, but it's been an absolute bloody pleasure. Um, yeah, Thank really, you really this one. Yeah, you're more welcome. Come back anytime. Any other questions, Sam? You let us know. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure I've got a couple knocking around somewhere. <laughs> Lovely. Well, I think this is probably a really lovely time to to wrap up. So thank you everybody for joining us for this episode of Speak. We have had a wonderful time and we hope you have too. See you next time. See ya. See ya. A massive thanks for joining us for this episode of Speak. As usual, it is unedited, honest, open and a learning space. We hope to see you in a couple of weeks for the next episode. Take care and stay safe.